Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of the Information Security Media Group. Welcome back to the second installment of our interview with Robert Carey. In part one, we discussed his role as co-chair of the Federal CIO Council's Information Security and Identity Management Committee. Now we'll turn to Carey's day job, Chief Information Officer of the U.S. Department of the Navy. What are the biggest IT security challenges facing the Navy Department, and how are you addressing them? They're actually very similar to uh, what we're facing at the federal government layers. We we try to reduce our footprint. You know, we have a large IT footprint, and we have lots of applications. We have approximately uh, 750,000 folks who engage our network at one time or another. Uh, so we're a very large place. We're trying to consolidate the footprint that we have so that we can better defend it. We try to homogenize the security paradigms for each of the networks so that when we do patches, for example, or when we have to do something that we require all to comply with, it can be done and it can be monitored more quickly. We, too, are working on a cyber investment roadmap. and, and We've invested a lot in many IT security products across the spectrum, uh, de- uh, you know, defense and depth and defense and breadth spectrum, but, but yet we still need to understand where are we going to spend money in FY10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and then what do we get for that money? We're, we need to be able to associate an outcome, a, a level of surety to our investments, and I think that's something that agencies across the federal government uh, also need to work on. We're working very hard to educate our senior executives and flag officers on IT writ large. They don't have to be IT experts by any stretch. But as I have said several times, I think others have said, you know, every person who engages the network to do their job become a cyberspace warrior because you present an opportunity for both being a defender and being a vulnerability at the same time. And so as we educate the workforce writ large and we raise the the training of the network administration and things like that, and then we raise the education and awareness of the executives of what they need to be mindful for in their part of the department, it affords us this opportunity to sort of go forward with knowledge and comply with things with some understanding, not complying without any understanding about what's expected of you. Another big project that we have is obviously the replacement to the Navy Marine Corps Internet. And as we move forward, we, we had an industry day a week and a half ago and had uh, several hundred companies show up. And so we look forward to the opportunity to engage industry on that particular large project. Let me just ask you about the replacement for the Navy Marine Internet. Tell, tell me about it in, in respect of maybe its architecture and how security can be part of that. We have a security conops, and when we've developed thought pieces and architectural components that we have derived from the Navy Marine Corps Internet itself and how we operate it, how we defend it, how we, in essence, what we call fight the network, and we intend to impart them on the next generation uh, network and then move forward towards what we call our Naval Network Environment 2016 vision, which is a very succinctly stated uh, you know, information access from any desktop in the department. When I say that, I mean I plug in my common access card, I type in my PIN, and I should be able to get to my information securely from uh, any desktop. So you know, there's a lot that has to be done to afford that architecturally, and there's a lot that has to be done to afford that outcome in the security space. We've rolled out cryptographic logon across the department already, although some of the, uh, we have some legacy networks who are not quite there yet, but we're, we're working to, to do that. We're rolling out data at rest encryption 
these things become the fundamentals that are already in place when NGEN takes over. So when the next generation network starts on 1 October 2010, which is the day before is the day the MCI contract expires, we have a continuum of network capability. You've been lauded for being among the first CIOs to initiate a departmental blog as well as advocating Web 2.0 technologies. Yet some people are concerned of the IT security and privacy information implications these technologies present. Is such apprehension valid, and how would you allay their concerns? So I think the Web 2.0 tools present an opportunity to us to smartly implement them in the conduct of our day-to-day business. We have to be mindful of the fact that we are not the drivers of the Internet and not the drivers of communications capabilities that exist out there. We are consumers of them and, and need to take advantage of these waves of innovation that occur. We didn't invent RSS feeds, but we use them. We didn't invent blogging and we didn't invent any of the other technologies, but we are all using those as avenues to communicate and collaborate. As we hire and recruit millennial generation and ingest them into the Department of the Navy, they are very comfortable and familiar with all of these tools to do personal business and work-related functions. I think the security sides of them really become evident on how much you engage the open Internet and types of information that you, that you put on these tools. Clearly, something that is what we call controlled and classified information, CUI, is not something that's suitable for open Internet publication. Similarly, if I use these tools on our secret network, the CIPRNet, it's fine. It's a self-contained network. So, so we just have to be judicial about how we use the tools, but I encourage their use because I believe them to be productivity enhancers. I believe them to be mechanisms that can build trust across the department. These things like Facebook, the social networking tools, provide an ability to develop a relationship with someone you never knew. You never knew what they knew, and so if you had a problem that you needed help with, you could reach out and, and tap a previously untapped resource to get an answer that is both better than you would have done yourself and faster than you would have been able to do yourself. So all of these tools provide, you know, sort of that nexus, that perfect storm of moving us into the next space and the next space of efficiency and effectiveness in how we do our jobs. We have used uh, wikis to develop policy in the department because it's simply a document creation and editing feature of a wiki. Uh, We have learned two things. The older workforce is not comfortable with using that technology, and then the wiki sort of force you to not, as I say, edit in the margins. It forces you to write it like you want to see it. And I think, again, culturally, some people are not used to being afforded the opportunity to sort of put their money where their mouth is and say something as if they want to read it that way. So the Web 2.0 tools present that opportunity to be very direct and very collaborative, far more than we would have done uh, if we didn't use them. What kind of restrictions does the Navy have, if any, allowing sailors on ships to use Facebook, social networks like that? We have restrictions today on some of the social networking sites, and and we're actually working through some of the restrictions on Facebook. We don't constrain anybody from using it uh, in their personal lives, but we're trying to figure out how does that type of a technology support the mission of the department. Now, our legal community, our Office of General Counsel, has a Facebook-like application inside their legal network, so we 
we've already cracked the code on it provides value, but that's self-contained. It's in our own network. It doesn't engage the Internet. So that's why I say a Facebook-like application, I believe, provides great value. The security and privacy concerns of engaging the open Internet becomes a potential challenge based upon just the very nature of the work we do. You could imagine some of those capabilities could very well exist inside the confines of the Navy Marine Corps intranet or the next generation network when we you know, sort through how we want to use such an investment. Is a sailor on a, on a ship able to communicate with a spouse using Facebook or not? I think what we would probably allow them to communicate via his network on the ship and I, I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure if I have Facebook capabilities afloat. I, I think Facebook is one of the apps that we allow right now, but we would rather them contact, you, you know, you can use the afloat networks, you can use Department of Navy networks for contacting your spouses. You can send emails a, 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 to home. That's perfectly acceptable. Some people believe that, well, you can't do that. Uh, and the answer is yes, you can within the ethics guidelines that we have today. Is the Navy involved in any cloud computing projects? The answer is yes. We're studying the effects of uh, cloud computing and then examining, for example, how do we take advantage of what we believe to be this next boon in, in computing as far as efficiency, effectiveness, and security. We have people at the Space and Naval Warfare Systems Command examining this as well as the Office of Naval Research who are looking at how do I do that? How do I take advantage of cloud computing given my existing legacy infrastructure? Because it is not a, a simple decision and, and not a, a small investment to move into that space. But the Office of the Secretary of Defense, the DOD, CIO, as well as uh, the other military departments, we're all looking at this opportunity very closely and trying to determine how do I move into that space and at what pace do I do it. Are you looking at doing it within your own networks or are you looking to take care and take advantage of the public cloud computing offerings? That's that's actually one of the questions. How do you take advantage of it given the type of information that we hold? On first pass, I would say it would be within our own networks. But we're big enough to be our own cloud, if you would. You know, the DOD, the GIG, the Global Information Grid of the DOD, is quite a large cloud unto itself. So the question is, how do I create the cloud and pro provide access to information from anywhere around the globe to sailors and Marines while make sh making sure that no one else can get to it? So th the obvious opportunity is to keep it inside at least the DOD. Now, that being said, I have to produce facts to support that hypothesis. Is technology playing a role of perhaps uniting the service branches that may not have been there in the past? I think technology and information management play that underpinning role to our ability to deliver warfighting capabilities or national security capabilities to the nation. We're that foundational element that is the backbone of uh, what I call kinetic operations. When you see ships on the horizon, when you see tanks on the ground, they get there, they get their information, their commanders make their decisions, obviously, on the backbone of IT. While we are four separate services, the answer is yes. We openly share solutions. We're openly working on interoperable solutions that allow us to communicate more freely than we do today. And so that when we go to, into conflicts, we have, in essence, seamless communications to afford our ability to most efficiently do our job. Is some of the decision-making in those situations more collaborative today than in the past among the branches? 
Very much so. We all possess certain skills, and we all possess the ability now to openly collaborate to get the best answer to any warfighting problem. I think the technologies of today intersecting with more advanced processes on how to collaborate are enabling us to do things better, faster, cheaper than we would have because she does. But other than that, uh, everything is good so far. Well, thanks for taking time to talk with me. Thanks, Eric. Take care. That's uh, Rob Carey, the Chief Information Officer of the United States Navy. I'm Eric Chabro at Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.